You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. You have tuned in into 3CR's program, Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind Closed Doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful, this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please connect with us on Twitter at bcd3cr or email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors. I'm Dean and today Sassy and I will be speaking about brothels and we have a very special guest with us to discuss about his experiences. Sassy, how are you going? I'm good, how are you? So today we're talking about brothels and... You have an experience in brothel industry. How was it for you? It was a mixed bag for me. In Australia, I found that the brothels were kind of really interesting. I don't know, maybe it's a diff- the climate, maybe different types of people, but I actually enjoyed my time working in Sydney in the brothels there versus Melbourne. Maybe it was time of year I was working in winter, so it was kind of like cold and wet and it could be the culture. I, I don't know, it was a lot of factors. Well, I love the Melbourne because, you know, in winter you get to <laughs> After usually they last only eleven minutes, so you, the rest of the, the half an hour you get to cuddle. <laughs> you know what, Sassy? Yeah. That's probably what I was doing wrong. I was I wasn't offering <laughs> cuddles. <laughs> what was your experience like? It's a hit and miss. Mostly it's a hit because you get to meet new people. It's a good environment. The miss part is you are always in a competition mode all the time. For me, anyway, it does affect my mental health at, at times because you always have to be on the go. You need to get the client. But other than that, I have great, great experience. Today is not about our story. Today is about our guest. Today, our guest is Darren, who owns and manages a brothel in Melbourne. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you for coming to our show. Let's go back a bit of a history. Well, it kind of is, uh, it, it, I sort of just fell into it. Like it was uh, about 22 years ago, my father around the dining room table said, oh, listen, everyone, I'm going to be opening up a new business. And we all sort of sat and went, okay, we're used to dad, you know, trying something different all the time. And he said, oh, I'm going to be opening up a brothel. And of course, you know, everyone went silent. And, uh, and that's sort of how it really sort of started. So he opened that up. I went in there as a manager about 20, 21 years ago and just haven't left since. I took it over with my brother back in about 2007 and solely took it over three years ago. Darren, why did you go into the family business? Why not something else? That's a good question. Um, it intrigued me. So I guess I was in my late 20s at the time. You know, I went and had a look in there quite a few times while dad was, uh, you know, sort of fixing it up. And it, it actually really intrigued me. Prior to that, I was doing visual merchandise. Dad just said, look, you know, I need someone I can trust, someone that's reliable, someone who can look after the desk and who is great with the girls. So that was me. <laughs> Darren, you never thought about being a worker as well? No, I've never been on the other side of the desk. 
I was running a running a property, so, uh, you know, so like I mean, it would be sort of unprofessional, I guess, to to also do the other side as well, if you know what I'm saying. So I kind of want to focus just on on the business. That in itself is, you know, a massive task to to run and operate. You know, a brothel that's you know open for 16 hours a day. That's got a lot of different personalities and people in there. Like it's it's quite a challenge at times. In terms of higher education, there are no think there is no such thing as a you know a brothel manager's certificate for or you know a degree in how to be a brothel manager yeah through trial and error really like i mean you know, look i mean at the, at the early days i was yeah as i said i was like 28 when i went in there so i was still young i still had a lot to learn myself i got involved a lot more with the girls personally outside because i didn't own it i was just the manager running it for for my father so we were going out to dance parties that's how i met you oh my god we we're like at the market the the, just rat bags I, we were like at that stage there was like winter days and um red roar and all those parties so i was probably the envy of a lot of men was it hard for you to easily adapt to the industry no i think at that age it was pretty easy i think also i guess living a, a gay lifestyle as well which you know where i knew a huge diverse you know community that met already prior to that so um, I think it was quite easy. You know, it sort of all toned down once I took it over in 2007 with my brother. Then then I had to put my boss hat on and yeah. you know what I mean? So like I had to, you know, keep the place running, keep everything smooth, making sure you, you've got to, you've got to have a good eye for, you know, trouble as well when trouble's about to boil and how you've got to sort of calm that down in there. So it's not easy. And, you know, you do get discriminated against as well. Like very early on in the days, um, the banks didn't want to touch us. You know, you couldn't get personal loans. They didn't want anything to do with you because of the industry. Tune into the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. The law really hasn't changed from there. So, but yeah. we've got people at the moment who are, you know, like Fiona, who's, who's trying to change and make it a lot more fairer. In terms of sex work law, 2020 is a big year for MP Fiona Patton's sex work law review. And so there's actually been a lot of community consultations and a lot of different groups within sure. the sex worker community putting in their submissions uh, for this review. Were you also part of this as well and put in, putting in your own submission? Uh, no, I didn't actually. There are too many rules and regulations, I think, that are really very old-fashioned. I think it's it's time to allow the brothels to be able to to run with a lot more ease and a lot more care, like like any other business. We you know we pay our taxes. Darren, you were saying that you know there are certain things that are slowly changing for your uh, part of the industry. If you were given you know a wish list, what other things would you like changed for brothels? There's quite a few different bits and pieces like I mean I think it, I think it would be fair for us to be able to advertise if we're short of staff you know basically we need to just go by word of mouth so people either say hey or people just ring up and ask for a job you ask them in they uh, have a look at the place so it'd be it'd be great to be able to let workers know sex workers know that you know there are positions available what their potential earnings can be that the place is kosher and safe as well a lot of people have preconceived ideas over you know, what goes on in a brothel, you know, they think it's it's shady and sleazy and unclean, you know. You know, like, I mean, I've had some of my best days in there. It's the environment that it's it's incredibly fun to be in. Some of the other laws, it'd be nice if we could have, you know, an extra couple of rooms as opposed to just a six-room brothel. There's only so far you can go with your business when you've got six rooms. You know, you can't expand. 
So we had we had a debate between sex workers the other week in regards to the review of the decrim of sex work. We had a debate on alcohol in the premises. What what are your reviews about alcohol in premises? That's probably one thing I wouldn't suggest. That's purely because you know, I mean, we know that it can get quite fiery in there without alcohol with alcohol in the building as well i think that could create a lot more tension a lot more drama inside the property and make it make it more unprofessional look i know sydney do it you know i know sydney allow it i know they allow the girls to drink with the clients all that sort of stuff probably encourages the clients to stay a bit longer as well my personal view is i don't think it needs yeah alcohol we'll be back on behind closed doors we're australia's only sex worker radio show Hi everyone and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and Digital Radio. I'm Dean and Sassy and I have been chatting with Darren and your brothel business, your background and why you got involved in the industry, the laws that are slowly changing and hopefully with Fiona Patton's review this year and her submission to the government, we will have many more laws changed, not just from a sex worker's point of view, which is what we've always been talking about on Behind Closed Doors, but also from a business owner's point of view. Um, you had an experience, your business was being damaged by a drug user. Well, he was one of the clientele and he wanted to come in yeah. and the place wasn't even open at that stage. And there was only the cleaner there. And uh, so he was banging on the door, banging on the door to try to get in. And the cleaner said, look, you know, you can't. So not sure what he was on. He ended up leaving. And then after we closed that night at 2 a.m. in the morning, he uh, decided to ram the gates and come flying through under the building. And then he did a you know, a couple of wheelies in the car park and then drove back out again. Yeah, but look, I mean, we had it all on camera. Then the uh, we tweeted, I think we tweeted something and then we got in, con- then we had all these, you know, people wanting to interview, so. Yeah, this is maybe part of the reason why you think alcohol shouldn't be in the premises because to avoid this kind of issues. Want the girls to be safe and you don't know, you don't know what guys are like when they're drinking, how their personalities change as well, so. You could say that places like entertainment venues, strip clubs already have responsible serving of alcohol uh, legislation in place. They have bartenders or people whose main role is to serve alcohol so that there wouldn't be any problems with clients. Yeah, they have security as well. So they have, you know, there's security all over the place in the strip clubs. If that was the case, then yes. I think if there was somebody there monitoring it as well. That's also depends on the size of the property. And that's something the Fiona Patton Review will look at as well is what would happen if brothels were able to serve alcohol. Talking about safety and workers' rights, does most of your employees know about their rights in working for you oh yeah most definitely like a lot of a lot of the girls have worked in many other places as well any new girl that comes through who's never worked in a brothel before it takes them time to sit down with them and explain things you know how how their safety and their health and all that is is looked after while they're in the place so most of the girls do know do you think it's it makes sense to have signs of workers right in every brothel to of course of course. Well, I mean, we have signs for everything else. So on a, on a previous uh, episode of our, of our radio show, we, we had a, a workplace health and safety blogger and expert talk to us and tell us that workers did have rights uh, in reporting anything in their workplace. So, for example, 
um, Sassy and I, we talked about, you know, carpet tripping, for example, like minor issues like that. Have you got a, something in place where workers can report it to the manager and if that's not resolved, can they go higher? Like, for example, could they talk to yourself and get the matter resolved? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm present there quite a lot. So I prefer them to come to me to start with as opposed to go through someone else and then hearing it from someone else. And then story, the story just changes as it moves through. So I always recommend for the ladies to, you know, come and see me first. And I'll, you know, I'll fix it in the best possible way that I can. I always let everyone know too that whatever they tell me is between me and them. I would not, you know, let them know that someone so came to me and said this, you know what I mean? Like it's just, just creates way too much drama in there. So I have that good understanding. On another episode, Sassy and I talked about some of the hazards that workers would face. And with my experience, I mainly worked in primarily male only brothels. And so with guys, you know, we, we look very different. We're much more casually dressed. We're usually wearing, you know, trainers or flat shoes. Whereas with with uh, female brothels and female trans brothels, the workers there usually wear high heels. Is that a, a, a workplace dress code that's, that you guys require? There are certain things, of course. You know, presentation definitely is very important as far as you know they need to wear high heels or they can wear flatter shoes that to me doesn't it doesn't bother me so like i mean i always explain to the girls the more effort you put into yourself the much you know the more money that you'll be making for yourself so mm. does it so you're not wasting your time here you know doing nothing all day and then that that affects mentally you know, their mental health as well when they're not making money and everyone else is so yeah. presentation is very important in there yes i just find it really interesting again it's a it's a gendered point mm. of view in the with with my experience with guys with the way we were presented it was like basically sure. looking a particular way i think for a, a female identifying worker it's it's a completely different construct it's interesting how so much effort is put into looking a particular way to I, attract a client it was so interesting I, I can answer for this because i've worked in brothels before different girls have different we call it outfit some of them actually wear a costume as soon as you put on that outfit your personality change and then you got into the character in, um, absolutely yeah yeah in the intro introduction room so yeah i think outfits does play a, a part when it comes working in the brothel yeah wow. totally i agree 100 percent there Sassy. interesting seeing you know what works and what doesn't work and yeah. why that's the whole psychology of of i guess sales it's all marketing yeah. branding any of the girls start with me when they ask me what what would i prefer them to wear my answer basically to them is i want you to feel comfortable with yourself I want you to feel sexy and I don't want you to feel, I just want you to feel comfortable, feel comfortable, wear whatever you want. Yeah, but sometimes the girls feel a bit too comfortable that they wear tracky pants it can, it and they don't be. get any jobs and then they wonder why. Exactly. <laughs> that, that just sounds like some of the male brothels I've worked in. Fascinating hearing this because the opposite was for guys. It was the more yeah. straight looking you look like, the more tradey. Yeah you look like the more yeah. book you would get yeah i get that i guess yeah it's true different mentality um, for different clients yeah exactly okay. breathe in and out you're listening to 3cr hi everyone and welcome to behind closed doors on 3cr 855 am and digital i'm dean and sassy and i have been chatting with darren a brothel owner in melbourne Wow, great conversation, guys. Thank you. I'm learning a lot, especially how it all works and how complicated it is and how it's a mixture of human resources department with 
management, with being a psychologist, therapist, being a being a bouncer slash security guard. Doing it all, doing it all. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. A man of many talents, yes. I have a very controversial question. I know over a decade that brothels has been at war with private workers. What are your take? Mm -hmm. Do you know? I I don't think I've I've ever had a war with that. You know, like, I mean, I've seen the industry change so dramatically. Like, you know, when I first started there, there wasn't even any internet. And we had a little red yeah. phone and, you know, the girls yeah. had to put money in to make a phone call. You know, no one had mobile phones. And so, therefore, it was really, really busy, I think. So, seeing, seeing the, the, uh, the internet, seeing mobile phones come in, the whole industry change. You know, of course, it's made it quieter. And at times, mm. you know, you sort of wish that you were able to advertise as much as they are as a solo worker i've never had a major issue between people doing private or not like it's 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 their life got to make money if they're not making money in a parlor then they you know they need to try the escort side so we all have to feed ourselves everybody has to make money or either survive to make money exactly right we get a lot of clients that prefer brothels over private work because they feel it's 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 just good old customer service at the door and you know what I mean as they walk in sort of thing so and then there are girls that can't work privately that can only work from the from the brothels as well yeah. so yeah there's an opening there for everybody so with this COVID-19 it must yeah. been affected massively yeah it was huge actually well I mean we closed down March the uh, 24th was our was our last day so we've been closed since then you know it was it was a, an extremely stressful moment like what through February watching this covid get worse and worse given that we're still in the covid-19 lockdown how have your workers coped Darren have you been in contact with them yeah i do a lot of them are constantly contacting me just you know asking do we know anything you know i've been contacting the girls too i know you know some of the girls are struggling mentally during this as well so give them a quick call well great chatting with you Darren thanks for um, yeah. joining us today that's okay. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sassy. You have been listening to Behind Closed Doors on 855 AM 3CR. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR.
to ask is a smooth